Hello, I'm Nigel Job, and welcome to this mini podcast in a series we're doing specifically on interviewing. This is for people going for interviews and will also be of interest to those who interview from the employer perspective. This episode discusses how to optimise your CV or resume in order that you have the best possible chance to access those interviews and also how the best employers will assess them. Joining me for these discussions is my business partner and colleague, Lorna Rutter. So hi, Lorna. And uh, um, it's a great subject, this, isn't it? And I it think, certainly is, Nigel. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's one that obviously you and I, having worked together for uh, uh, quite a long time now, I think between us, we've probably assessed ourselves thousands of interview, uh, interviews, thousands mm-hmm. of yeah. CVs or <laughs> CVs, resumes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, we've assessed thousands of interviews as well. Um, but we've done a lot of uh, assessment of CVs. We've also helped people uh, write them. And indeed, we have uh, recently written a training course, which, um, by the way, if you follow us on our various platforms, you'll be able to see how to access that very soon. So if you want some more detail on this fascinating subject, then that's probably where to go. But Lorna, um, you know, maybe you can kick things off for us by uh, maybe thinking about, you know, what, are, what why, is a, why is a CV or resume, why is it important is probably the best place to start, I guess. Yes, I agree. I think when you're creating your CV and you're starting your job search for a new opportunity, whether you're currently employed in between jobs, your CV, along with your LinkedIn profile, is your sort of main promotional tool that's going to be presenting you to a potential employer. So it's your your first impression that you're going to make to a new employer. So you want your CV to be as professional and share as much information about you as a person, not just your career history, but who you are as a person in order to get yourself in front of an employer and ultimately get a job interview so that you have got the best chance of getting employed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think the, you know, it it has to be stated that it, it is, this is, you know, one of your primary marketing tools. And, and Lorna mentioned uh, LinkedIn there as well. And, and, and uh, we will be doing another one of these podcasts specifically on LinkedIn. But there's a lot of similarities. And uh, it's really, really important to make sure, by the way, that those two things align well um but there's kind of sort of a few really important shall we call them top tips um for you know writing a good cv you know what what would you say are the 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 first really key things Lorna that people should think about when they're doing it I think the first thing to think about is making sure that your cv is honest and a true true reflection of who you are as a person I think it's one of those things where if you have anything in your CV that might be slightly exaggerating the truth, it's going to be one of those things that you're going to get found out about. And then that puts into question everything else that's in your CV. So really, you want to make sure that the the honesty and of who you are and what you've done in a previous role um, can be evidenced so that you know going for a job interview you you, you can really sell yourself in the best light yeah, and we have come across a, we've come across a few examples haven't we um uh, ones that we've <laughs> yes. spotted ourselves i mean one of the great ones um which uh, funnily enough i actually saw in a book so i don't know whether somebody had heard about this or whether it's just by coincidence the same but we did actually know of somebody 
um, and, and credit to her, she didn't admit to it, but but she she put on her CV that she was fluent in French, and she then got along to the interview, and the person was genuinely fluent in French and started talking to her in French, which was a bit of a challenge because she wasn't that fluent. So, you know, exaggeration is really not a great thing to do. And then, of course, yes, right if you've the- got something... I'm sorry, I was just going to say, if you've got something like that that is... Uh, you might speak French, you might have conversational French or just basic French that you're learning, then absolutely put it down because it's something the employer might be interested in, might be something that they're interested in investing in and continuing your learning. So it's important to put those things down, but actually making sure that it's accurate as to your ability. And contextualised, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and you get the. As I was going to say the, the the real extreme is you know where you get somebody who tells an absolute untruth, and and unfortunately we had an example of this some years ago where somebody claimed he'd worked at a particular company, and unfortunately for him, it was actually a company that I used to work for. So I knew he wasn't telling me the truth, and uh, that is actually a fraud. So those people who don't want to have. Uh, um, a police constable knocking on their door, probably best not to um, to commit a fraud and claim to do something that you haven't done. So, so honesty, absolutely. I, I think this is a really, really key thing in terms of making sure that that uh, what you're saying is is uh, appropriate and and reflects properly who you are. Because as Lorna said, you 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 you. you you know, one thing is on one hand, it's just the right thing to do. But secondly, it's um, it, it it will you will be found out if you if you absolutely if you're not found out by the recruiter, you're going to be found out by the employer because they're going to do reference check in and check your background to make sure that you are who you say you are and that you're the right person for the job. So I yeah. think if you don't get found out at the early stages, you're going to get found out at the end stages of the of the hiring process. And you kind of touched on this as, as well, which I suppose, in a, in a sense, is, is related. Is making sure that your, your your CV really sells yourself. Absolutely, you've got to you've got to be selling yourself. And again, we talk about that in in the training course we do. But um, it's also got to be understandable, isn't it? I mean, somebody's got to be able to read this. And we've you you and I have both seen loads of CVs that haven't achieved this, have they? You you look at it. I mean, I had one guy once who sent me a CV of of uh, twenty four pages. I think it was. I mean, it should be on two pages maximum, three if yeah. you must, but two, shouldn't it? I mean, nothing yeah, worse. You than what, what's what's this person to... actually done? <laughs> I learned, actually, I pulled up one just this week, which had reams and reams of JavaScript all in it, and it, it was just completely unnecessary. It didn't tell me anything about the person, what their achievements were, what their skills were. It just showed me that they could write all this script and... That, that doesn't do the job when you're trying to sell yourself to an employer. You really need to make sure that you've got keywords in your CV about, you know, how the, your experience relates to the job that you're actually applying for, um, avoiding jargon because it, 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 the person reading the CV, it might be somebody from, I don't know, it might be someone in the HR department who actually they're the first person to screen your CV. So they're going to be looking at do your skill set match what they're looking for in terms of the role before it actually reaches the hiring manager. So you need to make sure that you're, you've got something that's professional, highlights your key skills and achievements and also has good spelling and grammar because. Absolutely. Yeah. Get get someone to get someone to check it. If you've got somebody who really knows about spelling and grammar um, and uh, uh, get someone to check it through to make sure that that makes sense. Um, there is a, why, there... Nigel, would you just – I was just going to say, why 
do you think it's important for somebody to highlight their achievements within their CV? Um, so achievements, yeah, that, and that's that's one of the, to me, is one of the most important aspects because your achievements, in a sense, if if um, if you're in sales, there's a, and, and not everybody listening to this is going to be in sales, obviously, but if you're in sales, there's a thing that's called the, the unique selling point of any product or service that you have, isn't there? So you, 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 mm-hmm. your achievements are what make you unique. Um, your total experience obviously makes you unique to some extent, but your achievements are the things that really add that kind of x factor don't they so you so you 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 want to make sure that when you describe what you do it's not some kind of dull shopping list of 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 uh functions you 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 need to color that with a with a good amount of this is what i achieved you you know if it's and a lot of people end up listing all their duties as part of their role, yes. which is not what is going to sell them to a potential employer. You might as well just hand over your job description for your Yeah, exactly. Role. And in fact, actually, you do see that both on LinkedIn and on CVs, people who've just cut and pasted from their job description. It's a bit dull. Yeah. You know, try, try not to be dull. You're trying to get people's attention. Your achievements are the things that they'll go, wow, okay. So, you know, get, let me give you an example. I, I mean, I mentioned sales before. That's easy. You, you, you know, you can talk about sales targets hit. Your, um, you know, if it's uh, not too confidential, you could talk about revenue that you've achieved. Um, if you're in manufacturing, you might want to talk about something you've done to improve the manufacturing process, or if you're, um, you know, you've 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 managed to increase efficiencies. You know that might apply to anything. If you're in HR, you might be, you know, looking at how you can um, increase the yeah, efficiency of the organisation. So those achievements are, you know, really, really important. And when it comes to companies assessing your CV, they're going to be looking at um, at, at what those achievements are, as well as those things that Lorna talked about, making sure that they could understand what it is that you do. There is, by the way, just going back to that, making it understandable. There's a there's a counterpoint, isn't there, Lorna, to the the thing you said about jargon. You know, avoid jargon on the one hand. But on the other hand, there is a there's a there's another area, isn't there, where actually you probably do need to make sure that as long as it as long as you clarify it, then jargon is appropriate. And that's for what um, in bigger companies they use this system called applicant tracking systems, don't they? But you know a bit more about that than I do. Can you quickly explain for the listener what those are, please, Lorna? Yes, absolutely. So if you're in your CV, it's important that you include, I suppose, buzzwords, so keywords that are relevant to the job that you're applying to. So if you are applying for, I don't know, HR role, for example, then make sure that you've got things like compensation and benefits or you've got interviewing skills or whatever they might be that's relevant to that job. Because when your CV gets sent to the employer or you upload it via their website, however that may be, your CV could be put through an applicant tracking system. So that applicant tracking system is looking for keywords, buzzwords that were going to match you to that particular opportunity. So you want to make sure that you've got enough of those words within your CV so that you you score highly on the applicant tracking system. But equally, you don't want to have them too many times because it, then your CV becomes repetitive and doesn't flow yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. So and, and, getting and indeed, the balance right. And indeed, you can, um, provided it's honest. Do you remember we were saying, obviously, that importance of honesty? Sometimes if if you've seen a job uh, description or an advert that you're applying to, then 
provided it's honest, then you can use the same words as they're using on the advert, provided it's honest, um, yep. and, and reflect what you've done, because that is likely to pick up on applicant tracking systems. By the way, I'm going to put it out there. I don't like applicant tracking systems. I wish they did not exist. Sorry, folks that make those things, but I would much prefer that human beings assessed CVs. But the reality is, for those of you that are listening that are job seekers, you need to understand they exist, and therefore you do have to respond to them. Um, so, Lorna, very quickly, because we're kind of getting to the end of our allotted time, because this is meant to be a mini podcast, can you give us a, a quick <laughs> overview, please, of the key things that people need to remember when they're reviewing or re completely rewriting their, their CV or resume? Yes, absolutely. So I think, first and foremost, make sure that it's um, clearly laid out, You've got very good spelling. Get somebody to check it for you. Um, make sure that you're not using too much formatting. This can affect the applicant tracking systems that we've discussed earlier. Um, try and keep your document to two pages. An absolute maximum is three. You want to keep the the reader engaged and the you know the employer interested in what you're saying. If you go on too long, you're going to you know lose them. Uh, Try and keep your skill sets um, summaries brief. Try not to make them too long-winded and avoid repetition because that can, again, make your CV super long and it's completely unnecessary. And it's really important to remember that your CV is your, as we discussed right at the beginning, it's the first impression that you're going to make to the employer. And a good CV versus a poor CV is massively important because it can really affect you getting uh, your ideal job a poor job or no job at all and ultimately you want to get your ideal job don't you so yeah and i think that's, that's, that, that, that's the key message really this is what this is about this is about getting this right this is your probably one of your first steps in that new career or you know new direction you want to take or it, it's so important that you get this right because it is as lorna just said fundamentally the difference between getting a job or the right job that you want or perhaps no job at all so um so it's it's worth you spending some time on this anyway thank you lorna thank you so much for listening everybody and it's been uh, a great chat there's massive been, more we could say <laughs> there is indeed but we are trying to keep this within 15 minutes and uh, we've we've pretty much achieved that so lorna thank you and uh, well I'll look forward to the next podcast where i'll be discussing another subject area related to uh, interviews and job seeking uh, with with lorna at that time we look forward to welcoming you then thank you